0: Welcome to our Money Donuts podcast video. Can we just eat the donuts? Because I already took a bite.
1: Royal Credit Union's Money Donut podcast is here to make you smile and to get you thinking about your finances in new ways.
0: From saving to spending to... Can we just eat half of it? Just finish your line. I I want the donut. While there's plenty of silliness, episodes are also filled with nutritious financial tips.
1: Listen to the Money Donuts podcast from Royal Credit Union today at
0: rcu.org slash podcast
1: or wherever you listen to your favorite podcast. Is there such a thing as scoring too
2: many goals in the playoffs? Don't worry. We'll explain. Plus, Alex McLetty, the king of Twitter, joins us for hockey talk and fun. As always, we're created by New Voice Studios, presented by Soda Stick, brought to you by Jim Beam, Better Edge, Royal Credit Union, and Peak Vestibular Center. This is Season 3, Episode 128.
1: Marcus Felino Fan Club Assemble. Not only is sodastick.com the only place to get your official Marcus Felino Fan Club tee, but it's also the only place to get all your favorite wild team garb, plus so much more beyond hockey. Use code Bardown Beauties for 15% off your total purchase at sodastick.com. At Jim Beam, they know the importance of tradition, like chanting, Let's play hockey, prior to the start of each
2: game, or playing the state of hockey anthem after a wild win. This season, raise one to your fan family with the bourbon that invites us all to come as friends and leave as family. Jim Beam Bourbon Whiskey, the official bourbon whiskey partner of the Minnesota Wild and XL Energy Center. Remember, drink smart. Jim Beam Kentucky Straight Bourbon Whiskey, 40% alcohol by volume, copyright 2021. James B. Beam Distilling Company, in Corporate Claremont, Kentucky.
0: From New Voice Studios.
1: Oh yeah, you betcha! Let's go to the boat. Just <laughs> on the spot.
0: <laughs> Part of the Talk North Podcast Network. Fly out to Russia personally. <laughs> Jesse Pierce. This is off the rails. We're only <laughs> a couple already. It's in. Alexis Pearson.
2: We're not gonna throw batteries on on the ice at you know Krol Kaprizov. This is. We're not that crazy. Oh, like. <laughs>
0: Far Down Beauty's Podcast.
2: Was it about guys
1: getting hammered down low night after night? No. like
2: everyone loves to crap on analytics, but the analytics do not lie here. We are firing Fred at the top of the hour, more hip, it's like tea, <laughs> tea.
0: Starts now.
2: Hello, everybody. Welcome to another episode of the Bard on Beauties podcast. I am Alexis Pearson. This is producer Fred. Jesse Pierce is fired in her place. We have Alex Micheletti, the king of Twitter. And you're probably thinking Micheletti, Micheletti. Where do I know that name from Pat? Micheletti is his dad. Joe Micheletti is his uncle. And Alex, I got to ask you because when people ask me, how'd you get into hockey? I'm like, oh, I just like the sport. It's cool. I like watching it. You have a way better answer um, than I do. How did you get into loving hockey? You grew up around it, obviously. Tell our listeners yeah. um, how you got involved in this sport.
3: Yeah, um, I, my dad and and my uncle Joe, you know, both played hockey at a really high level, and uh, have always been at at the rink with my dad. And uh, I, oh, that's one of our favorite things to do is, uh, you know, be uh, you know when he's announcing to have me there, and uh, when he's on the radio too uh, at kfan, I always. I always go in with them too and so yeah I just I I love love the sport every every level uh men's and women's so yeah it's a lot of fun can fun. you
0: rank the Michelettis oh I wanna, I wanna hear. yeah what is your rank <laughs> like with
3: the Kardashians there's like eight, get there's like 18 of them I want to know who's the best Micheletty all yeah. the way down. <laughs> yeah you you asked my you asked my dad uh yeah you know, we are we're always we always have the opposite takes so like uh, I'll I'll say my uncle Joe's number one, just uh, just to give it to him. Yeah, yeah. And then my dad, number num- number two.
2: See, if someone would have asked me that question, I would have put myself at the top of the list. That's how I know right. you're way more humble I was than like, me. Yeah, Alice.
3: you're on the list, <laughs> man. You should be on yeah, the list yeah. Too. Okay, yeah, I'm on the list too. I'll, 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 I'll put myself second and my dad to just just uh, make it even more spicy.
2: That's fair. Um, you know, something we do have in common as far as the the love of hockey is you and I both love watching the sport with our dads. I know you've posted before, you know, whether it's going to the games with him or sitting down and watching a playoff game. Um, that's something that even that I, now that I don't live at home anymore, you can find me on most of my free nights watching hockey with my dad at my parents house. Um, how cool is it? You know, I know how cool it is. I know you know how cool it is, but tell our listeners, you know, just being able to bond over a sport like that with your parent, um, is is a pretty cool feeling isn't it
3: yeah especially uh, you know as you know too as we get older too and our parents get older it's uh you know I think it's really important to spend spend time with them and so yeah to bond over uh amazing sport like hockey there's nothing better and uh you know watching a game with him is is very entertaining as as you know and (laughs) so yeah I absolutely love it
0: do you ever like just look at your dad and go you know what dad not tonight
3: (laughs) not i
0: I
2: don't want to i do that with my dad
3: (laughs) (laughs) yeah i mean that's that's what's texting is for too right and so or in in phone calls and facetime so yeah it's uh it it, nothing better though for sure just uh you know especially when you know something funny happens during the game it's it's always you know fun to discuss about too so
2: So who is the greater hockey mind between you and your dad? Because this is something that my dad and I argue about religiously. And I will die on the fact that I am smarter than my dad. When it comes to hockey, he'll argue he has twice as much experience as me. And we'll go back and forth for the rest of the night. Do you and your dad argue about this? Do one of you believe that you are the smarter hockey mind
3: over the other? Oh yeah. All the time. I'm (laughs) sure the same, same type of arguments that you get in with your dad for sure. Yeah. It's, it's, it's fun though, going back and forth and. Yeah, I absolutely love uh, trying to give it to them, especially when I have a take that turns out to be correct. So
2: yeah, I don't, I don't have as many of those. That's where you got me there. Most of my takes right. turn out to be wrong. So, uh, <laughs> well, speaking of hockey takes, let's get into um, the, this postseason here and something I wanted to talk about today because it's driving me a little bonkers is the fact that so many of the games in the postseason here starting with the first round all the way to where we are now at the conference finals there has been so many high scoring games in this postseason and this to me it's got to be you know Record breaking. I don't know the exact stats. I don't know the history of it as far as the years and and where the amount of goals rank in the postseason. But this for sure is up there as far as one of the higher scoring postseasons. It's not too often in the playoffs you see four, five, six goals being scored a night in the playoffs per game. And we are seeing that this postseason. Um, Alex, do you like the high-scoring postseason? Because personally, I'm not a fan of it, and that might be a hot take. I love high scoring in the regular season. I love watching the wild score a lot of goals, but in the postseason, I want the goals to matter a little bit more. And sometimes it feels this postseason that it's like, oh, they scored two. Well, the other team's gonna go score three in a minute anyway. So what does it matter? What are your thoughts on a high scoring postseason here?
3: Yeah, it's 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 kind of fun to see some of the scoring, but you know, I am with you too. I love I love goal the goaltenders that are, you know, you know, like Vasilevsky and Tristurkin that are that are in, uh, you know, these, these final four uh, teams, but, you know, you take a look at the teams that are in, you know, left, I mean, they're all, they can all score five, six a night. And the amount of offensive talent out there, you know, you got McDavid, Dreisaitl, McKinnon, Kucherov, uh, Chris Kreider, Panarin. I mean, these, you know, Kale McCarr, Adam Fox. I mean, there's, there's so much offensive talent out there. It's, it's tough to stop. And, I think the goalies are getting a lot more banged up. Uh, you, you know, you take a look at Carolina. They, uh, they had so many goaltending injuries and, uh, you know, uh, it, it's tough. Uh, you know, these, these playoffs are a grind and uh, we're, we're seeing a lot of goalie collisions. Uh, you know, we yeah. saw Jordan Bennington get, get run into. And so it, it's really affecting uh, teams for sure.
2: Well, and speaking of goalies, what are your thoughts What's your thought on strong goaltending in the playoffs? We've talked about on the podcast time and time again this postseason and leading up to the postseason how much it can matter, how how um, you know, far a good goaltender can take a maybe average playoff team. But it seems like in this postseason, it almost doesn't matter as much. And even you look at the first game with the Rangers and the Bolts. I don't think anyone expected that game to go. No. We all thought that was gonna be a one-nothing over, you know, three double overtime, you know, victory for a team, and we've got goals left and right. Um, you know, you look at Mike Smith with Edmonton. And, uh, we talked about Martin Jones with the sharks on the, in the playoffs a few years back on the podcast last week, does it matter this postseason when as many goals are being scored as they are?
3: No, I don't think so at all. Um, and you know, it's like, it seems like it's the first one to five or six is going to win, or maybe, maybe even more. And, uh, you know, I think the officiating too, uh, has, you know, it's been all over the place. Um, and so I think a lot more, Calls are, are being made by the refs, and so it's a, leading to a lot more you know power play opportunities too. That which makes you know scoring go way up as well. And so, yeah, it's it's been absolutely crazy. Uh, hopefully, I'm with you. Hopefully, in the Stanley Cup Final, things uh, slow down <laughs> a little bit, and maybe we see some overtime games, which would be really fun for the for the final for sure.
2: Yeah. And you know, we talked about goaltending. you talked, you named some of the big scores that are left in the conference finals yep. here, the big, you know, storyline going into the conference finals was the goalie thing in the Eastern conference and the superstars of Nathan McKinnon and Connor McDavid in the Western conference. We've seen a couple games now of 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 the conference finals, and we're going to see a couple more over this weekend before this episode comes out. But heading into the conference finals, what were you more excited about, the Shosturkin versus Vasilevsky or McKinnon versus McDavid? Which one excited you more?
3: Yeah, I I, I could not wait for McDavid uh, McKinnon. I mean these these guys have wanted a Stanley Cup. They've been in the league for for quite a bit now, and so to see that matchup uh, and just the the speed, uh, it's just incredible to, to watch. And uh, you know, you got guys on, you know, not not only those two, but I mean you got Dry Seidel, who I think has been the best player in the playoffs, and uh Nazam Kadri has been amazing. Evander, and Kane. Evander <laughs> Kane, like when they put those three together, I mean it they changed the series for for Edmonton, and I think that's the only reason why they're they're still in it is because they they, they made a super line, you know, it's, it's, it's crazy. And you know, Vander Kane, he's he needs the money. And so he, he wants to cash in. So, um, yeah, it's been, it's been fun to watch for sure.
2: Uh, I'm going to ask you one more general playoff question. Then I want to ask you a wild question here. So, um, Jesse and I have talked about the fact of the bolts, I think, you know, they've made it this far in the playoffs again, can they three you know, what are their chances of it now that they've made it this far? Um, I, my opinion on it was if they were going to get knocked out of the playoffs, it had to happen in the first round. You let a team like yep. that, hang around they're Now they're going to smell it again. They're going to smell another championship and now they're this close. Do you think they have the ability to three or do you think they they're either going to get knocked out here in the conference finals or one of the Western teams, whoever does end up advancing in that series, uh, will be able to take them down.
3: Yeah, I think they're good. I, I, I want to see a three I think they can do it. Um, you know, they if you, if you remember from the Toronto series, they had a really tough first game yeah. against Toronto too. And then, then came back and um, you know, this is a team that's won multiple in a row. I mean, and they, I think, you know, it's so crazy that John Cooper hasn't won a coach of the year uh, award yet. um a Jack Adams. Yeah. Uh, all, all they do is win. Um, and uh, you know, they, they have guys at every position uh, that are, you know, top, top end and, uh when you get a guy like Nikita Kucherov, when he really is going, uh, he's he seems unstoppable. Um, and their back end is incredible with, mm. with with Victor Hedman and Ryan McDonough, and you know, and they have the best goalie, I think, in you know, Andre Vasilevsky. And so, I'm not counting them out. Um, <laughs> you know, there's you know, the, there's a reason why these games, you know, or these series tend to go six or seven games. Yeah. And I'll I'll take Tampa Bay, no 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 doubt.
2: I think I'm on that train now too. At first I was like, I don't want to see them win a third one. I want, I want to mix it up. Give me somebody new. And now I'm kind of like, no, I want them to go do it because now they've made it this far and you know, it's so rare in sports to see teams win consecutively like that. And so it'd be kind of cool. I think to, to see them do it again. So. I'm gonna ask you a wild question now, before we take a quick break and get into the next segment here. Um, something I love about you, Alex, is you are very, you know, you, you, you walk the line on Twitter. You're not too biased one way or the other. You're, you you yep. put your thoughts out there and they are what they are. And I love that about you. Um, and so the question I want to ask, I know you're going to give me an honest answer last week, Jesse and I talked about the fact that now that we've seen the playoffs go on and we're here in the conference finals. It really feels like maybe that wild team. We were so sure had it all, maybe didn't have it all this year. What are your thoughts now that you've seen the teams advance and we've got four teams remaining, does it seem to you like the wild should be here or were they not ready for this yet?
3: They, they still aren't ready. Um, you know, I think they're building towards it, but uh, I mean, the, the post is such a different animal. We, 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 we saw, you know, you know, some of the, the, the high-skilled guys really struggle. Um, you know I think some of them were you know of course dealing with some some big injuries mm-hmm. but uh, uh you know for Kevin Fiala to not get a single goal in the playoffs or in the you know in the first round that that was tough you I mean you're relying on those guys your you know your game breakers uh, to to score and you know krill needed help uh, he, he couldn't he couldn't do it all himself he tried he tried his <laughs> hardest but uh you know the when it when it comes to the postseason, it seems like the mental side of things is even more important than the skill. Um, you know, you know, Kevin had sixteen penalty minutes, you know. Yeah. They just the blues got in his head and uh you know it they're they're building towards it. I think they they have it, but uh like like we've all talked about too, uh they're still missing that number one center. Um mm-hmm. you saw how easy it was for Ryan O'Reilly against uh, against the wild. I mean, he was winning every face off and scoring on the power play. And so they're, they're still missing that center. I, I I trust Billy Guerin. No, no doubt. I mean, he's made every, every uh, correct move, I think so far, um, you know, the buyouts, you know, you know, people say it's going to hurt the team, but they needed to make a a culture change. And, uh, you know, he did a great job with the, you know, the acquisitions that he made, you know, Mm -hmm. the, the guys that he picked up, you know, we're, we're playoff, uh, type guys, um, you know, the the team just didn't execute. And, uh, but I think they're going to get there. I mean, you, you saw, you saw they had an amazing regular season mm-hmm. and, uh, you know, things are starting to change with this organization, new leadership and uh, your guy, Marcus Salino, mm-hmm. I think it's it's awesome to see him in a leadership role now yeah. too. And, uh, uh, you know, I, if they keep the goaltending tandem together, um, I, I, I really like Uh, Talbot and Flurry working together. They seem to get along and, uh, yeah, we'll see. It's going to be very interesting off season. Uh, you know, see if, if Kevin does get traded, what they can get back for him, you know, if they want to go with prospects or try to get some NHL level guys, that'll be interesting. And, uh, you'll see what they do with Matt Dumba too. Um, Mm you know, that's a, that's a big contract and yeah, we'll see. It's going to be very fun, uh, fun to watch. I gotta Uh, ask,
0: did you ever
3: trust Kevin Fiala? I never trusted him to actually be (laughs) the guy. Yeah. I mean, yeah, exactly. I'm right there with you, Fred, you know, like, like, like I mentioned, the postseason is so different and you know, some guys can handle the pressure and some, some can't. And you know, that you see the teams that are left in the playoffs right now that, you know, they all have, they all have guys that, uh, know, know how to win and get, get to, you know, get to winning Stanley cups. And, uh, you know I, I, a team like the the flames is similar to the wild uh, you know they they have a lot of high skilled guys um, but you know when it comes to the you know to the you know it, you know end of the playoffs here and trying to advance further and further you know some guys can't handle it and and some you know some can't uh, so yeah it's 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 very interesting to see I, I'm right there with you there's you know some guys on 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 this wild team that's like oh uh <laughs> you know, Oh, you know, come playoffs. They, you know, they turn into ghosts. Um, yeah, it's, it's tough.
2: So, uh, real quick, you, your answer from a moment ago, uh, came up with another question for me here. You said the Wild are taking steps in the right direction, does that mean that next year will be another step forward? Or do you think that's going to be one of those one step back before we can take a few forward kind of things? We all know this roster is not going to look like what it looks like come the beginning of next season for whatever that means, right? That could mean some really big changes. That could mean some minor tweaks. Money's going to have to get moved around. We can't pay everyone who needs a new contract. Um, do you think that whatever happens is going to put them one step forward? Or do you think we're going to see a little bit of a regression next year?
3: Um, yeah, it could be a little regression depending on, uh, you know, what they get back for Kevin Fiala. I mean, cause that's, <laughs> that's tough to, to replace the amount of points that, you know, 85 plus points that um, he had uh, this season. And, yeah. you know, you're really, you're really hoping that some of the young guys can, can take a step and and maybe make the team, uh, you know, Marco Rossi, uh, you know, uh, you know, nothing's going to be earned for him. You know, he's going to, uh, you know, he's not just going to be handed a, um, a roster spot. He's really going to have to earn it. Um, maybe a guy like Adam Beckman and you know, we're hoping to finally see Kalen Addison. You know, who yeah. knows? Um, but uh yeah, with the with the buyouts kicking in now, um, you know, they're gonna need some, you know, cheaper contracts uh and, and guy some of those guys to step up and uh we'll see. You know, uh, you know, with Billy G, nothing surprises <laughs> us. You know, uh some of some of the established guys on this team, you know, he could decide to move, you know, maybe, uh, you know, um, you know, Zuccarello or, um, you know, or a Matt Dumba, you know, which, you know, he's so beloved here with, with everybody, but, uh, like you said, we, they can't pay everybody and, uh, yeah, it's going to be very interesting and, uh, you know, they have a lot of promising talent coming up and, uh, I'm really looking forward to seeing, uh, you know, what Jesper Wallstad does, uh, you know, to, to draft a goalie in the first round is uh, that that takes a lot of guts. Um, you don't see it too often, and uh, it'll be really fun to to finally see um, you know you know drafted goalies. Hopefully, stay with the organization for a long time. Yeah. You know, it, it just didn't work out with Darcy Kemper, but sure. I'm hoping it, hoping it does with, uh, with Wallstead going forward. Over, over
0: under five entry-level contracts playing on the ice <laughs> opening night.
3: Yeah. I, it's going to be close. Five. That's just the question. Match yeah. the over. Yeah. Yeah. match. It could, You know it, uh, And they're going to have to, they're going to have to score. I mean, mm-hmm. otherwise this team will, will, will struggle. I mean, yeah, I mean to like i said to replace kevin's points it's gonna it's gonna take a lot of work and you know whatever team they trade with hopefully they can get um you know a couple of guys that are nhl ready and uh, you know maybe uh combine some some te- uh, cheaper contracts like like you mentioned uh maybe some entry entry level deals some some guys that are 21 22 but they're you know they're finally ready to to play in the nhl so yeah it'll can be I, interesting and yeah.
0: can i ask a question about matt Dubbo really fast yeah. Yeah, wow. is it going to be really hard to replace Matt Dumba on the ice? Because he, uh, I feel like he has never, ever, ever been the same since the Kachuk fight. Yeah, he hasn't I'm been right. that elite Matt Dumba. So I'm like, is it that hard to replace? I mean, obviously the locker room presence is a huge deal, but is it going to be that hard to replace
3: him? Yeah, I mean, you, you take a look; they have Kaelin Addison right there, who's the same, you know, same size, and I think. I, th- I think the reason why Addison hasn't really gotten a chance is, you know, they don't want so many small defensemen out there. Mm-hmm. I mean, in, uh, you know, uh, Spurgeon, Spurgeon, they're all, they're all pretty much the the same size. And so I think if you get, you give Kalen Addison a, a, a chance, he can, he, he can put up the same production probably even more than, than that. And yeah, it's, it's tough because, you know, I, I don't think, you know, you know, Matt still tries to play the same type of style that he's always played with. And, um, you know, that's starting to, to cause more and more injuries. He saw, um, you know, he tried to take on a six, six guy uh, in, in Nashville and, you know, it, it, he got a punctured lung from it. Uh, you know, it's, and ended up in the hospital. I mean, I, that, you know, that, it's, it's, it's crazy. Um, you know, and, you know, he's so loved here on mm-hmm. and off the ice and, uh, um, you know, he just bought a home here. So it, it would be tough, tough to see him go. Um, but you know, they have the guys to, to, you know, replacement, uh, replace him, And, you know, they got another kid that's waiting in the wings in, in lambos who was a first round draft pick. And yeah. so, yeah, I mean, I, they have the, they have the talent in, in Iowa and elsewhere to, to replace them. And, they could probably get uh, you know a, a decent return, uh, you know, because you look at there's so many desperate teams out there for, yeah. for decent decent defensemen. You you look at like, you look at our old friend in uh, Chuck Fletcher in Philadelphia, and and teams like that that in in L.A. that could you know definitely use um, some defensemen. Heck, maybe you know the rumor is with with Kevin to go to to New Jersey. Maybe they Mm-mm. can package Kevin and and Matt mat together and, uh, get, get a lot of, uh, good prospects back. Uh, we'll see.
2: You'd be putting a lot of faith in Chuck Fletcher to make a smart enough trade to get Matt Dumba <laughs> on his team. So I think that that one might be a bit of a stretch. The rest <laughs> of them, I could see, um, well, we've yep. got, we've got all offseason to talk about the Minnesota wild. Uh, we're going to take a quick break, uh, but before we do in the offseason, we'll worry about that later for now. Uh, we're worried about the playoffs. And if you want to make a bet on who you think is going to win the Stanley cup, we've got just the place for you, our friends at BetterEdge.com. That's B E T T O R edge.com code Butes B E A. UTS will get you $10 at sign up. Go make a bet, make your pick for who's going to win the Stanley cup. You think, you know, so much, go make a bet. Put your money where your mouth is. Uh, they're good guys over there and a lot of other stuff you can bet on it as well. So go check them out. Uh, we're going to take a quick break when we come back up for debate.
1: Okay. I want you to think of the first time you took a big hit on the ice. Maybe it was a men's adult league. Maybe you were slammed into the boards in a big game, or maybe you pulled a Jesse and just tripped over the blue line. Either way it's happened boys, hockey girls, hockey, it doesn't matter. We've all been there with our first big hits. And unfortunately those hits can add up over time. Hockey players can end up with dizziness, headaches, and pain, and a large portion have even experienced concussion, like symptoms as a result. Thankfully, there's an answer. Dr. Tyler Stewart with peak vestibular center specializes in the drug-free treatment of nagging concussion symptoms. Dr. Stewart formulated the three, a brain restoration program, a comprehensive program to get to the root cause of your symptoms. He utilizes the latest technology and techniques to get you back on the path to your best life and back on the ice. If you're dealing with dizziness, headaches, or pain after taking one too many hits, contact Dr. Stewart for a complimentary consultation today. Go to dizzinesscare.com or call 715-690-2211 to schedule your complimentary consultation.
2: Welcome back segment three, uh, I guess segment two now, uh, since we're doing things a little differently. So segment two up for debate. That's got a nice ring to it. Alex, you listen to the podcast, you know, the drill every week we put out on our Twitter, a question for our followers, where we want them to debate it. And then we talk about it on the podcast today. You get to join in on the fun, our debate this week talking about the Minnesota wild in the off season last year. And at the trade deadline and whatnot, the blue line saw a lot of turnover. So our question this week was if you could only keep one defenseman who joined the team within this past year, who would you like to bring back? The options were Kulikov, Merrill Middleton, make your pick and give us a reason why Alex.
3: Yeah. It's gotta be Jacob Middleton. Uh, you know, Kulikov was a nightmare and, uh, Merrill, uh, I mean, John Merrill's John Merrill. He's a depth defenseman. He's not really going to change uh, much. But I, I was so impressed with Jacob Middleton. Um, you know, he came from a San Jose team that was really struggling, but he was playing on their top top pairing with Eric Carlson, and he came here and, and was the perfect fit with uh, um, Jared Spurgeon. I think it allowed Jared to to be more offensive, and uh, you know, Middleton could be the the stay at home guy, and also you know, protect guys out there if need be. And, uh, he seemed to fit in really well with, with everybody. And, um, you know, I think he's the the perfect, uh, playoff defenseman too. Um, you know, he's, he's what this wild team was always looking for was a, a bigger, rugged defenseman. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, I, I really liked his play and, you know, he's still what 26, 27. Yeah. So he's right in the, in the prime of his career. And, uh, yeah, he was a guy that had to work extremely hard to make it to the to the NHL, and uh, I really liked his, his personality. He's uh, he's a really really funny interview, and uh, um, yeah, a perfect locker room guy too. And so he would be my pick to hopefully bring bring back. Fingers crossed. <laughs>
2: That's my pick as well. It's hard to argue otherwise. Right. I mean, once you saw right. what he did when he joined the wild, it's like, man, I mean, and I think, you know, Kulkov had his moments where he was good. Yeah. He scored some big goals. He was fun to watch Uh, Merrill. Yeah. Like you said, he is, you get what you pay for with Merrill, you know, he's yeah. not going to go change your life, but he will make, he'll do what he needs to do. Um, mm-hmm. Jamie Ben was in and out of the lineup. And when he was in it, yep. he wasn't anything spectacular, uh, but Middleton really came in and he just kinda, you know, he took the wild fans by storm. I think everyone loved him so easily. <laughs> easily and so quickly i mean and yeah. i'll talk about his skill set in a moment but i mean when he joined the team we interviewed him on the wild radio network post game many a time and i loved listening to him i interviewed him with your dad and fallness on beyond the pond one weekend and i mean he's just such an easily likable guy that you just you want him to succeed and i think he plays that way as well he really cares about his teammates and he cares about doing the right thing and making the right plays and i loved your point about how him playing with Spurgeon allows Spurgeon to be a little bit more free because when you've got smaller defensemen like that, you kind of need, it's like opposites attract. It's like a relationship almost. You kind of need the opposite style to really balance out that line on the blue line. And I think to your point, Middleton did that because he will get aggressive. He'll stand up. You know, if someone comes around Spurgeon and is messing with him, Middleton will be that guy that steps up. He can also make the smart defensive play where he just shuts things down and can get the play moving and whatever. Um, and I really think that the wild needed somebody like that, especially if you look at what they had this season, you've got a guy like Matt Dumble, who likes to jump up in the play. You've got a guy like Spurgeon who could use the body like Middleton to help balance them out. Even Jonas Brodine isn't that big of a guy. I mean, he's kind of a lanky or he's tall, but he's kind of lanky. Um, and Middleton really added some size to that blue line. And so I think you bring a guy like him back, even if you lose somebody like Matt Dumba, even if you lose some of those pieces, you know, if Cooley doesn't come back, if Merrill doesn't, you know, whatever, um, you've got Goligosky who you re-signed for a couple of years. I really think that would help support that blue line, whatever happens with Matt Dumba, whether he's here or not. And I just, I don't know, I'd have a hard time seeing him go. I do really like Merrill. Um, Mm -hmm. I do think that he didn't make too many big mistakes. I mean, again, he didn't stand out and wow me as much as a guy like Milton did, but I don't think he's supposed to, you know, that he is, he mm-hmm. is who he is. Um, so I, and you know, if you got a guy like Callan Addison coming up, so there's a lot of things that can happen on that blue line, much like last year, Fred, do you have a thought in this up for debate? You want to pick a defenseman? We love I'm making Fred pick something. I'm embarrassing. Yes. Come <laughs> on, Fred. <pick laughs> little Are
0: little. Embarrassing. You have out <laughs> the
2: mustache. The mustache. That's it. Oh, Middleton's the, yeah. facial hair. That's the only reason why you vote for him. He walks in the door. I don't care what it is. You're voting for that guy. <laughs> See, this is why we yes. ask for Fred's opinion because he grounds on. us. He he reminds us what's important. He doesn't in life, have two, two front mustache. teeth. The mustache. Exactly. Like, you walk in like that guy.
0: That's an advancement in the NHL. Come on. Alex, doesn't yeah.
2: Middleton look like Cal Clutterbuck? When I first saw him, I'm like, 100. 10%. This, this is Cal Clutterbuck reincarnated. Like, this is what I need in my life. Cause I loved Cal Clutterbuck when he played for the wild. He looks exactly like him. Does he not?
3: Yeah. It's, it's, <laughs> it's a spitting image. It's like, Oh my God, this is, yeah, this is uh Cal Clutterbuck jr. And, uh, <laughs> he's got this, he's got the same personality too. Yes. So it's, it's, yeah, I love you know it, it's so much fun to have a character like him and like Nick Deloria on the team too. Just the uh, the screen uh, screenshots we get of them too, like when they're <laughs> all hyped up hyped yeah. up and you know cheering on the on the boys. It's it's hilarious for sure.
2: So that uh, you know we talked about the defensive end as well, and since we're on the topic of defensemen, before we wrap things up here, I just want to ask you quick. You know, the reason I put this up for debate out this week was because the week prior, I believe it was, we talked about what was the biggest factor in the wild losing in the first round of the playoffs. And Jesse and I made arguments saying the defense was not good enough. Um, how important do you think it is that the wild figure out the blue line in the offseason? Or do you think it's more so figuring out how to replace Kevin Fiala if we trade him or what we're doing with the goalies? Where do you put importance on? sorting out that blue line as far as the success the wild could possibly have in the upcoming season.
3: Yeah, I'm right there with you. It's it's figuring out that decor um especially uh what what they're going to do with uh with Matt Dumba um you know just with his big contract, they're going to have to have to move another defenseman and also also we know special teams is so oh. important and uh it was a nightmare this season and hopefully you know, hopefully they can figure that out. And, you know, if, if they do move Matt Dumba, uh, you know, figure out who's going to be on that power play to, to help um, and, and penalty kill too, because I thought the penalty kill was an absolute nightmare against the blues and uh, um, you know, you know, hopefully with getting Middleton uh, resigned and uh, you know, I, I, I think John Merrill, like, like we mentioned, he isn't going to, you know, change um, uh, you know, the game you know tremendously but he was good on the penalty kill too and so yeah it's <laughs> the the decor is so important uh because um you know the goalies can't do everything themselves right. right and so you have to especially in the playoffs you have to have a strong uh you know decor and you look at the teams that are left they all have uh you know pretty good uh, defensemen uh back there and so that's that. Those are the one-two priority for me. Um, and uh, goalies, you can figure out later. But making sure you have you're strong in the back end is 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 huge um, for postseason success.
2: You just had to bring up specialty, excuse me. Well, like <laughs> real you really had to go there, Alex, yeah, yeah, we, yeah. we made it to the end of the podcast. We're all having a right. good time. And you just had to bring right. up special teams one more time. Right. <laughs> all right. Sure. Well, Alex, thank you for joining us today. I'm going to yeah. do my best to wrap this as only Jesse Pierce can wrap this show. So I'm going to give out my thank yous real quick. I'm going to start with Alex McLetty. Thank you for joining us. I can't believe it took us 128 episodes to get you on the show. You're right. on 52 times. So we're right. going to have to change that. We'll get you on again at some point soon. Talk more hockey. Uh, thanks for produ- to producer Fred for holding down the fort. Uh, thank you to talk north for featuring us on their lovely network. As Jesse likes to say, shout out to Jim beam it's campfire season. So get some Jim beam, pour yourself up a glass, shout out to better edge code Buttes gets you $10 at signup. up. stick.com. We love those guys. Lots of cool gear, um, sports apparel, Minnesota, wild stuff. Um, code bar down beauties saves you 15% off on your purchase. Royal credit union, less fee, more free peak vestibular center. Don't forget. We're going to have Dr. Tyler Stewart on to discuss concussions coming up at some point in the off season. I think that's it. Oh, and shout out to the fans. Shout out to the bar down beauty listeners. We appreciate you. Couldn't do it without you. Um, so yeah, enjoy the rest of uh, your week as you'll be listening to this on Monday and we will chat soon. Bye guys.
3: No, no, no,